The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Good morning, Long Island. Welcome to DDI Autism on 103.9 FM, keeping an eye on autism and giving a voice to its Long Island community. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Romas, and today we're going to be continuing our conversation with Benjamin Boudreau, uh, a doctoral candidate at University of Georgia and a person who has autism himself, and David Geslack, a, a published author and founder of Exercise Connection, a fitness coach, and also the lead behind Exercise Buddy. Um, welcome back, guys. Thank you for having us. Oh, pleasure. Pleasure to have you back. You know, uh, where we left off uh, during the last show, we were talking in some depth about the importance of exercise as it relates to people on the autism uh, on the autism spectrum. And, you know, actually, Benjamin, I'd like to begin with you uh, and some of the work uh, and areas of your expertise. I, you know, I look very closely at your bio and the link that you have on site, and you really do have an exercise, uh, an expertise, rather, in physical activity measurement and what's called wearable technology and the 24 activity cycle, our activity cycle. Let's talk about your, uh, your piece called validity of wearable activity monitors during cycling and resistance exercise. Kind of a mouthful, but if you could take our listeners through that a little bit, what's that about? So, yeah, so we looked at, we wanted to look at the accuracy of eight different monitors during a resistance training exercise bout and a graded exercise uh, cycling regimen. So it's basically going from a low intensity all the way up till exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So we want to look at uh, how accurate these monitors are during heart rate and uh, energy expenditure are also known as when people say, oh, I burned X number of calories per day. That's how many we had. Mm-hmm. So basically we had like an Apple Watch, two Fitbits, a Garmin, uh, a chest strap monitor, uh, different uh, TomTom, and then a heart rate pair of heart rate reading headphones. So within during cycling, usually in aerobic exercise, we found that usual, you know, common thing is the chest strap is usually accurate across, you know, multiple different exercises, but our criterion measure was a electrocardiogram, also known as an EKG. So we found, you know, we wanted to see, and we found that the Apple Watch, the chest strap were accurate, but also the heart rate reading headphones were accurate, So, which was pretty good. But then we also noticed that, you know, for like calories, none of them were accurate, So, which can be a problem. And then we also had an issue of with heart rate, some of these monitors tend to underestimate heart rate by 20, 30 beats per minute, which can wow. be... Very problematic, especially, you know, going into, say, uh, clinical populations, if someone has a heart condition, also as, you know, with an arrhythmia, like, would I prescribe, you know, would I recommend this device to someone? No, probably not, because, you know, that could do harm. During resistance training, we found, you know, all the wrist-worn monitors were inaccurate for heart rate and uh, energy expenditure. We also found, but then we found for accuracy that the chest strap as expected would be accurate. But the most accurate device during the resistance training or doing weights was the headphones. 
Wow. That, that, that is fascinating and really speaks to the lack of validity data that's really uh, probably defined the field for a long time. And also the naivety of, of the consumer who will look at this. So it's one thing to get a caloric expenditure wrong, and as you suggest, but it's very different and probably much more threatening to get the rhythm or the, the number of beats wrong. Uh, especially, you know, you think of in terms of uh, AFib and other arrhythmia problems. And, you know, people are, I'm, I assume people are looking at that, uh, you know, uh, and, and believing it. Uh, and and it really, it's really up to studies like this to show people to go at this with a grain of salt until something comes up that's a lot stronger and more reliable. So I think it's, you know, very important research. Uh, you know, I've got to ask you, David, at this point, since you work closely with people uh, in a one-to-one manner, and I imagine with groups as well, um, how do you measure uh, success? Is it through any kind of devices or is it through self-report? Is it uh, a body mass index? Uh, how do you measure success? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think it's just engagement. Um, I think this is where parents or many exercise professionals, right, they want they want to look at body mass index. They want to look at um you know, heart rate and everything. But at the end of the day, our challenge, not just with those with autism, but any child is to just to get them moving and exercising, get them off the computers, get them off of their phones or, you know, off of the iPads and just get them moving. And so when, when I've always been working with those with on the spectrum, it's, I'm just trying to look at just their time on task is really the thing. Time on task. And to give you an example, what I found with individuals that um, were uh, perceived as high end of the spectrum or uh, more the challenge, nonverbal challenge, um, given the right visual supports, given the right evidence-based practices, in a 60-minute exercise session, I typically found a highly engaged individual would spend about 30 minutes of exercise or activity in that 60 minutes. Now, a parent may say, well, I'm paying you for 60 minutes, or why isn't he exercising the entire 60 minutes? Well, unless, let's just take a a neurotypical individual, unless I go for a run or go on the treadmill at the gym per se, and stand on that treadmill for 60 straight minutes, typically you're getting a drink of water, you're Um, you're taking a break in between your your resistance training and your reps. So that's what I try to remind parents is, look, we want to just start there, get them engaged, and then let's build our time. And, 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 but I want to see that they're on task and ultimately see what activities are they enjoying. And, And this is a question I actually had for Ben when I first met him is Ben, and maybe you can share Ben is tell the audience, what, what you feel when you're either cardiovascular training, like a bike, a swim, a treadmill versus resistance training, like bands or dumbbells, like what does your body from the sensory integration, like what do you feel? You know, my, my understanding of this is, you know, rudimentary at best, but I believe there's a distinction between aerobic and anaerobic exercise. And when you talk a little bit about, you know, the fact that if you identify or allocate 60 minutes for exercise, I'm thinking, especially for the anaerobic portion of it, there's something that in my mind is like kind of a refractory period where, you know, you stop and that's long enough to, right, long enough to kind of regroup and allow the musculature to respond in a way it needs to, it needs to. So 
right? I, I know, I know, on a personal level, there's no way I just stand on uh, a, a, a treadmill for an entire hour. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I think, and just lastly, before I go to Ben and ask him what he enjoys, um, I think your point a little bit about making exercise self-perpetuating and, and not allowing it to become punishing. So you really want it to be something that people can, can enjoy and come back to. And that's really, and there's no distinction between neurotypical and people on the spectrum. Everybody wants, if, if you're going to continue, it ha- there has to be not only some benefit, but some, probably some enjoyment. 100%. Right. So Ben, I want to ask you uh, what kind of exercises you gravitate towards. So mostly individual, I'm mostly to myself. I do a lot of uh, running, biking, swimming, and then I usually do weights in between, like, you know, through those uh, type of exercises. Like today, I just uh, swam 140 laps. That's also known as 3,500 yards. So it's kind of like, wait. (laughs) But the good thing, like I enjoy it, but then the other thing, it goes and ties into my research. And then what David mentioned is, you know, the visual support. So I always wear an Apple Watch, I'm monitoring, I'm seeing my progress in physical activity. I'm doing well that, you know, okay, I'm doing pretty well. And, you know, I think, you know, maybe these could be different aids, you know, as a future study, looking at these with the people with autism, can it actually benefit them? You know, it's interesting to me as you talk about that too, because uh, when we first discussed the idea of, um, you know, wearable apparatus, there was some concern about its reliability. Uh, But you do wear an Apple watch do you feel like that's more valid or more useful than other kinds of apparatus well i like it because of two reasons well one it's you know it's got a good heart rate sensor so it's fairly decent with that and good for activity but then i also like the model is it helps reduce my screen time so like you know whenever you feel an alert you know in your pocket you're like oh who's texting well on your watch you'll it'll change your behavior and be like oh it's just such and such. So you'll be able to feel a little bit more relaxed that you have this notification coming in rather than you don't have access to your phone. I think that's critical. In fact, you know, well, I know that's one of your research interests. Uh, you know, identify certainly the amount of time and the negative impact of, of so much uh, uh, screen time that people are taking today. And, you know, in fact, uh, I know we're going through a break, but I w- when we come back, I want to start there and talk about the negative impact of too much screen time, uh, dive a little bit deeper and talk about the research. So stay with us and we'll come right back and talk about screen time. <laughs> 